Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the LifePoint Christian Church Podcast. Let's get started. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. We're thrilled to have you with us today. For those who are online, we're so glad you're also participating in this worship experience with us today. You know, having Aaron be up here today, just as soon as he sang out that first song, man, I literally started getting teary-eyed just having him uh, be here today. For those of us who know Aaron, uh, it was just really cool to have him back and the flood of memories, uh, him being a part of our church and helping us even get this whole thing launched, him and Julie, just uh, incredible. So glad he was able to come be a part of this today. So I want to ask everybody a question. I'm wondering if you would agree with me that we live in a country and we live in a world that's more divided maybe than it's ever been. Does anybody feel that way a little bit? I mean, as you look around the, the divisions and how we've kind of lined up on different sides, and what's remarkable is we've seen that over the last year or so, even in the church context, that people, rather than us being united around our love for Jesus as our Lord and Savior and around the mission of reaching those who are far from God, rather than be united in that, we've kind of begun to take sides more than ever and be divided whether it's divided down party lines, uh, political party lines, whether it's divided down the lines of, you know, how much do you wear a mask or not wear it, whether we're divided down racial lines or whether the churches, even though churches and buildings and schools are starting to be open, how much do you open? How much do you say close? Whether, you know, now obviously a new divisions based on whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated. Do we get the schools open today? Do we wait? How does that look? And we see people lining up to pick a side rather than being united together in thought and in purpose. And I just wonder, does that break the heart of Jesus? Now, I believe it does. And I believe we actually live in a time, this specific period of time, where you and I have an opportunity more than ever to shine the light of Jesus. The world desperately needs hope and they need Jesus Christ who will save them from their sins and give them an abundant life, life to the fullest, real and better life than they could ever imagine. People need the Lord. Would you agree with that? This, we have an opportunity uniquely to share his love with others. Now, there's a lot of different ways that you and I can do that. A lot of different strategies that we can employ, a lot of different ways we can just live out love. But one of the ways that I truly believe that can have a profound effect on our mission to reach those who are far from God and also help us as a church body locally and globally to be more united is that we would actively pursue this idea and this concept of showing honor to other people. That we would demonstrate and show honor to others. Now what I wanna do today is I wanna look at a story in Mark chapter six. So you can turn now in your Bibles, if you have a physical Bible or, or go on your phone to the YouVersion Bible app, our notes are in there, you can track along there. I wanna show you this fascinating story. And, and for me, as I look at the story, it's actually pretty remarkable, it's stunning. We see what a lack of honor towards Jesus Christ, what that does and how that affects the people. 
and the community that, that, that is, uh, Jesus goes to. So let me give you the context here. Mark chapter 6, Jesus heads home to his hometown. He had been away for about a year, and he had been out among the people, kicking off his ministry and performing many, many miracles. He had turned water into wine by this time. He had raised the dead. He had opened blind eyes and deaf ears. He had taken loaves and fishes and fed multiples, multitudes, even thousands. He even healed his, uh, Peter's mother-in-law, which a lot of scholars think that's the reason Peter denied Jesus Christ. No, <laughs> but, and I, but before the record, I have the most incredible mother-in-law on planet earth. I just want to be clear there. She's amazing. And, and, and she really is. So now Jesus returns home where he's from, certainly deserving of a, of a hometown welcome. Let's pick up the story. Mark chapter six, verse one, when the Sabbath came, Jesus began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What's this wisdom that's been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? People are like, wow, who is this person? Man, we're listening to this person in our little tiny town, and, and, and the wisdom, and we've heard about his miracles, and, and man, who is this person? This is incredible. But then someone in verse 3 says this. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, time out. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't that Jesus? Look at what it says. Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son, the brother of Joseph, James, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? So they just figured out who it is. And then they took offense at him. One translation says they were deeply offended. Oh, wait a minute. We know who he is. That's Jesus. He grew up with us. He lived next door to us. We went to school together. How is it that Jesus, this guy we knew growing up, how is it that there's such profound wisdom coming out of him? And how is it that he's doing such remarkable miracles? They took offense at him. They were offended deeply, the scriptures say. And then Jesus makes the statement in verse four. He says, Jesus says to them, only in his hometown, among his relatives and in his own house is a prophet without honor. Say without honor. Now, what does that mean? The Greek word translated without honor means simply to treat as common or ordinary. Common or ordinary. Even though this is phenomenal what Jesus has been doing, his relatives, his childhood friends, the people in his community, they don't see it. So they treat him common, ordinary. Say it another way, they take him for granted. And I just wonder... What about you? To those relationships that are most important to you, how do you treat them? Do you take them for granted? Do you find yourself just treating those that matter most to you, just treating them as common or as ordinary? Do you, by your actions, take them for granted? Because we'd all say, oh, no, I would never take them for granted. By your actions, how do you treat them? Do you, or... Do you show honor? Now, what does honor mean? Honor means simply this, to give weight to something. It means to value something. It means to esteem someone or something. Honor is the sense of you believe the best about other people and you show appreciation. 
You believe the best about them. Very simply, this is honor chooses to lift other people up. Dishonoring someone without honor, if you will, tears them down, destroys them. Well, pastor, you don't understand. I, I, you know, I like to show them honor, but they're just dishonorable as a person. The problem with that mentality is that's confusing respect and honor. Respect, certainly, what do we know? We know that respect is earned, but honor, on the other hand, it's actually freely given. We don't wait until somebody is honorable. We just demonstrate and show honor. Honor is freely given. And by the way, when you and I begin to make the decision to start showing honor to other people and we start to see them as valuable, show them appreciation, show them that they're special, that we esteem them and we build them up and we believe the best about them and we encourage them, when we start to do that, guess what happens? They start becoming more honorable. First Peter chapter 3 says it this way. It says, don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. In other words, people are honorable. honorable. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. Say blessing. Pay them back with a blessing. You know what a blessing is? That's honor. Pay them back with honor. This is what, notice this, this is what God has called, say the word called. This is what God has called you to do. And God will bless you for it. You and I are called by God to give honor freely, no matter if they're honorable or not, even if they insult you, to give honor freely. And when you and I choose to do that, God will use that in their lives. And we actually get a blessing from it. God will bless us as well. So Jesus says, a prophet in his own town is without honor. And then in the next verse, we see something remarkable. Verse five, it says this, that Jesus could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. It doesn't say that Jesus would not do any miracles. It says he could not do any miracles except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. And I read that and I'm thinking to myself, healing sick people, that's a pretty remarkable miracle. But in God's economy of things, healing sick people is like a one on a scale of one to 10, right? So whatever miracles God can do, healing, that's, that's, that's like a one on the scale. How does that happen? How does it happen that these individuals decided not to show honor to Jesus Christ? And because of that, Jesus didn't do any miracles. Now, just for clarity, this does, verse doesn't mean or imply that God's power is limited. Look at verse 6 there. You'll notice God has chosen, Jesus has chosen not to act and do the miracles. Why? Notice verse 6, because of their lack of faith. So there is a lack of faith coupled with a lack of honor. And I just wonder, are you and I missing out on the miracles of God? I wonder if you and I are missing out on the blessings of God in our lives because we do not show honor to Jesus and we do not show honor to other people. We are first and foremost called to honor Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lord. And I just wonder, how often do you pause and do you reflect 
and you just say, God, I'm going to ascribe great worth to you. I esteem you greatly. God, I honor you because of who you are, because of what you've done. How often do you pause and recognize, Jesus, I know it's you who changed my life. It's not me. It's your Holy Spirit doing a good work in me. And Jesus, I know that. And I recognize that. And God, I am so grateful for what you're doing inside of me. And God, so I pause. I pause and I reflect and I give you honor and I give you praise. Psalm 22 verse 23 says, you who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him, revere him. So first, you and I are called to honor our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But next, the Bible commands us in multiple ways to show honor to others. It talks us about showing honor to our parents. It talks about showing honor to those who are in authority. The Bible also talks about showing honor to, to church leaders and to pastors. We don't have time to get into all those different groups of people. But what I do want to focus on for a remainder of our time is we are called to honor other people. And even more specifically, honor those in the church. Romans chapter 12, verse 10 says this. Outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another. Say the word outdo. Outdo one another in showing honor. Now that Greek word for outdoing one another simply means this, to lead the way. To go ahead. To go before someone else. Paul says, I want you to lead the way in showing honor and demonstrating honor to others. I want you to lead the way in valuing others, respecting others, putting them above yourself and what you would want. Don't wait until they're honorable. Lead the way. Lead the way. Lead the way. Think about what, what that would look like in church. I mean, seriously, for a moment. Imagine if we all said, you know, I'm going to take this seriously. I'm going to do everything in my power, by the strength of God in my life, to outdo others in showing honor. Imagine if you said, I will take personal responsibility, regardless of someone else's response, regardless if they're honorable or not, I'm going to give honor. I'm going to show honor to others. I'm going to show respect. I'm going to show appreciation. And I'm going to show them that they are valuable with no regard for receiving back. I can tell you this, if you and I would choose to take that step of what God has called us to do, man, God would move in mighty ways, miraculous ways, because honor matters to God. Outdoing one another by showing honor, you know what it really means? It simply means this. It means I prefer to show honor rather than to receive honor. That's essentially what it means. That I would rather give it out and I'm not really concerned about myself, that I'm willing to go first, regardless of the response. You want a great marriage if you're married? Don't wait on them, you go first. You show value to them, appreciation. You esteem them greatly. You go first. And I can tell you this, when you if you're married, if you aggressively go after this, if you go first, watch, they'll transform. And they'll live and be a person who is more honorable in ways that you can't even imagine today if you choose to say, I'm going first. You want to have a great church? How do we have that? Simple. You initiate blessing others. What did Paul say? Outdo. Outdo others. You go first. You give consideration. You give appreciation to those 
who, who are with you. You can do that to a lot of different groups of people. I'd encourage you, maybe one of the places you start is you begin to show honor to those who serve here at LifePoint. And whether that's teachers, ushers, greeters, connection hub team, people on the worship team. Some people have served faithfully for 5, 10, 15 years as long as we've been in existence. How about this? Paul said, outdo them. Wow, they're serving faithfully. God, you want me to outdo their service? You can do that. Outdo their service in the way that you show honor to others. I, you know, maybe you walk in on a Sunday morning and, and you, you've learned who the person is at the door uh, that you walk in. And you say, man, I'm going to go get them a gift. I'm going to write a card. I'm going to get them a present, whatever the case may be. And you walk in and you walk up to them and say, you know what? I just want to tell you something. I honor you. I appreciate you. You're here every single week. You greet me with a smile. You say good morning. And that really helps me as I get ready and prepared to worship God with my brothers and sisters. And I want to thank you. Can you imagine doing that for that usher, that greeter, that person who serves every week? Can you imagine if you did something like that and you showed honor to those who serve in LP kids or LP students, people who are serving and showing that our kids are valued and cherished and our teenagers are valued and cherished. And if you said, I see you and I see what you're doing and I thank you for doing that because I know I never would, right? You praise God for them. Here's what I would just love to see here at LifePoint that you would commit to showing honor every single week at LifePoint to at least a couple people. Every single week. That as you approach the church and, and you pray, God, who today can I bless that I can lift up? Who is it you want me to, to see and to talk to? God, hold, point them out. Holy Spirit, show me who that person is. I want to go up to them and I want to treat them as precious. If we all join in, in honoring others and outdoing others by showing honor, then LifePoint will be an incredible church that not only will we be blessed, but we will be more effective and efficient at reaching people for Christ and making disciples because when they walk in, they will know, man, this is a place where people love one another and they honor God and they honor each other. Every single week, that's my call to you, my charge to you, that you choose to reach out to others, to show honor, to go first every single week. And I challenge you with that, that you do that today, that you would do that this summer. We hope you enjoyed today's message. You can learn more about us by visiting us online at lifepoint.org. If you are ever in the Sacramento area, we would love to see you in person. Events and service times can be found on our website. Thank you for listening, and we hope you join us for our next episode.